Welcome to the African Spirit Reintegrating and Reimagined. I am a Sunny Brogan, owner of a Sunny Coaching Services. And today I am here with guest Liam, the um, host of Exiles Mind. It's a podcast that talks about many aspects of spirituality and kind of some of that hidden knowledge and wisdom that is not always presented in the forefront of everyday society. So Liam is discussing aspects of ancient African technologies today with us. And he's coming from the context of the Immorality Key, which is a book that delves into this subject in greater depth. So welcome, Liam. Thank you very much. Uh, it's such a pleasure to be here. So uh, I did check out your podcast after we recently met. I'm really impressed, actually. I love it. So uh, and I love I love listening to you as well. So it's such a pleasure. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. We really appreciate your comment. So I'm very excited to have you on to talk about this topic because oftentimes we neglect a lot of that ancient wisdom, especially as we come into today's world and we're so more focused on what's right before us and we kind of forgot about a lot of the information because of so many processes that have happened in history so liam i would like you for you to go ahead and just jump into this topic wherever you want to begin so that we can have a really full conversation about this that's that's brilliant thank you thanks so much yeah uh, i love your professionalism as well by the way nice one (laughs) thank you Okay, so yeah, so I'll just uh, I'll give you my, my quick spiel for the listeners. So my name's uh, Liam Martin. I kind of fell into radio over the last couple of years. Uh, got a podcast called Exab Minds, a bit paranormal, and um, I did a bit of a trial, and it seems to be going okay. So I'm about to reboot, and in one of my episodes, uh, I did a show about some of the martial arts before, and did a show about the Body Dharma. It's a big figure in uh, Chinese um, history. Okay, but this guy, I had researched him for this show, and it turns out he's Afro Samurai. Basically, there's a TV show, Afro Samurai, and it's like, no, that guy was for real. And then it turns out that so it's got it, it all led to a, a place, you see, I'll, I'll let you know where I'm going. So I figured out there's this guy who's an, who's an African guy, and he's big in China. And it turns out, not, not is it just big in China, he brought Buddhism to China. And it's like, whoa, okay. And then it turns out it was like a guy that walked from West Africa, just walked like Forrest Gump. So I had to go for a walk. And he ended up in China. And along the way, he studied animals, just observation, you know. And uh, it, it was basically the guy that invented Shaolin Kung Fu, just minding his own business, going for a walkabout. So he ends up going to India and China, sets up Buddhism. It, it becomes almost like a like a deity, like a demigod who becomes a top governor. And then he comes, you know, his story is he does this walk, ends up in China, ends up in a place where there's a a little temple and and he teaches these monks how to fight. And that place was called Shaolin. And so he's the guy who invented Shaolin Kung Fu and had it instigated into a thing. So you think, who is this guy? And as I'm looking back, it's starting to look as if it crossed paths with Hermes Trismegistus. And Hermes Trismegistus is famed by the, from the ancient Greek stuff, the, all the, the works of the ancient Greeks. I don't know if anybody knows this, but the entire Western civilization was built on that. And we've only got 1% of what was left. 
Hermes Tresmegistus was the sought-after text to translate first before the likes of Plato. Okay, so it's really important historically. The whole of the West was built on all of those writings left over. Okay, and Hermes Tresmegistus seems to be a guy called Tehuti, who's known in Africa as the wise man. And Hermes Tresmegistus in Greek means three times great. And this guy was hanging about in Africa in Kemet in the ancient mystery schools days, seems to cross the path of the Bodhidharma. So it got me thinking, some of these figures are real, right? And if you look at Southeast Asian uh, statues of the Buddha, yeah, really old, like Angkor Wat, you know, down uh, Burmese and Borneo and, you know, Indonesia, really old Southeast Asian Buddha statues. They've got afros, okay, and broad noses. So it got me wondering about this, and it led me along this path to find this book called The Immortality now, Key. Before you move forward with that mm -hmm. dynamic, Liam, yep. I just want to clarify for the audience here. So you just mentioned two very central figures in the mm -hmm. ancient world um, who were actually African men, men of color, what we would call somebody that looks African, kinky hair, dark skin, etc. in today's world. Is this correct? Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying that this body dharma guy that's often depicted as perhaps being Indian very mm -hmm. much looks to be an African guy. And Hermes Tresmegistus, I'm not sure of his origins, but I know that the Africans known him as Tehuti. So even if he was not African, I think he was probably Atlantean, to be honest. I think he's tough the Atlantean myself. So whatever, you know, wherever he's from, it seems to me that in Africa, with their top people, in their top stuff he seemed to be revered as well as other places so it makes it look like what who's this guy you know what i'm saying and so there's let's say two prominent figures in history that are thought to be nothing i didn't know there's anything to do with africa so africa mm -hmm. got to do with all of this but mm -hmm. they are you know what i'm saying so absolutely absolutely this is yeah i just wanted to clarify that point there because this is one of the topics that i talk about all the time that you know african people groups were all over this earth prior to the colonization slavery periods or whatnot and a lot of the information we have in today's world we assume that the people groups looked like something else or were something else because of our imagery that we have in front of us in today's world versus what was actually the case during those particular times. So I want you to go on and move forward in, in this topic because it's just so interesting. But I just wanted to clarify that point so people get it, that they really understand that you're talking about two very central figures to history as we know it today who were more than likely of what we call African origin in today's world. I'm so I'm so pleased that you were uh, interjected exactly there because that's the pro that's the prime point you know and you've clarified it that's great yeah we need, you need to understand this folks this is you know this is these these details matter these little snippets you know they're like little jewels you know and it it it, it means something it means something because it's like say history his story right whoever wins it you know what I'm saying. Is that this is another point I'll, I'll just segue on that point it's a really important point to drive through it only takes 20 years to rewrite history now that might sound shocking but it only takes one generation do you know what I mean that's all it takes now however that works is 
if if you re-educate, it only takes 20 years for one generation. And it's probably happened before. If it has happened in history, we've had a global disaster. We've redistributed children around the world to mix up the genetics to keep the system working good for your genes and that. Yeah, it makes sense to do it. But that means these children that have been kind of orphaned, put into new families where you can just teach them whatever the hell you like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's easily done. So, yeah. Well done for jumping in there. But that's the thing. This is what my point is. That's why I mentioned voodoo earlier. It's because there's so much skewed stuff. Right. You kind of need to try and get to the source as best as you can. You basically need to do what we're doing. You need to go and ask people in other parts of the world. Luckily, we've got the technology these days where it's a lot easier. But you kind of need to go grassroots with this stuff, don't you? Because we don't have agendas. Well, we do. But, you know, we've got big world domination agendas over, you know. Absolutely, you do. Because there's so much information that's lost and unfortunately we're not going to easily find it out there in the references that are available even though there's so much available online you have to go into these communities and have these deep level conversations with people and sometimes it's not even a verbal conversation sometimes it's just going in and looking at the culture and the roots of that culture and you can see a lot of things for yourself versus just being shown what somebody else wants you to see you got it. You got it. In fact, uh, that comes up with what uh, Graham Hancock was. Because uh, Graham Hancock does the. He's a, an author. We'll give him a mention uh, a bit later. But yeah, Graham Hancock from England. I'm a big fan of him. And he did the foreword for this uh, book we're about to discuss. And he was saying the same thing. He was he was forced to go to a, you know, a Presbyterian church services. He was made to do it and he went to one of those boarding schools that was quite abusive and whatnot but he was forced to go to it and he didn't like it he became an atheist you know it was he was being told to sort of believe stuff do you know what i mean and it's like and it's it's <laughs> nobody likes to be pushed do that and and the point is that he, he because he was made to do it it kind of made him want to ask questions and not just take people's word for it because it's an authority figure or some musty book says you know and get the is the key bit experiential learning because there's the difference as mr hancock points out there's a difference between reading about sex for example and then experiencing it it's totally different so he was saying why should i just believe what somebody's telling me especially when it comes you know why should i believe in jesus and god or whatever when i you know experiencing it is what's going to make you believe it do you know what i'm saying and this is this is sort of where it goes because as 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 we all know when we really think about it experiential stuff the stuff you've done that's the only truth you've got really if there is a truth it's the closest you're ever going to get to one the immediate presence of your own felt experience exactly 100 percent 100 so definitely let's look into what's going on with with the book that okay. you talk about the immorality keys okay the uh, immortality so it's it, it, immortality because it's it's kind of looking at our f- quote-unquote fall from heaven it's a real thing that happened but it's not a, it's not a mystical kind of astral thing no it's a it's a thing that happened to us okay and f- for me it's like it's led to the quote-unquote human condition what's the human condition 
it's like we've got some kind of loss i think of it like this we've got some kind of missing piece there's some hole in us right in my view there's a hole in us that's the human condition and that hole is not getting fulfilled it's not being sustained we put stuff in it and we've been taught to over the decades you know to buy products to, to fill that hole and then we do it and we you know we chase the the career whatever and and then it didn't work so then we end up with a saying that all oh, money can't buy happiness and we're all like scratching for happiness and taught to step on each other's faces to get there and it's like no but it don't work you know it's like junk food versus whole food it's just it's not sustaining us and i'm saying and i've got the feeling and this book's kind of saying that the bit that we're missing is that we've had a real fall from heaven but it's written in history what happened and how but unfortunately it's not very palatable to hear but unfortunately the place that it kind of makes look bad is where the evidence is do you know what i'm saying so we're going to go through just have a, a a quick just a really quick look over the the premise of this uh this uh book if that's okay and then we'll uh see what you think absolutely take your time for sure okay okay i'm gonna go for it then so for your listeners uh this book is uh will be referenced uh, but it's uh, by Brian, Brian Merorescu. It's called the Immortality Key. Okay. And it's got um, uh, Graham Hancock kind of supported it. Graham Hancock's an author that's written uh, some of his own books like Food from the Gods, uh, Supernatural. He did a book about um, how the Ark of the Covenant may well be in Ethiopia as well, which is a really interesting story. But this starts with basically on his foreword, he, he explains that, you know, he was a Presbyterian and became an atheist because he'd been forced into it. And and Brian Miroresco writes the books Catholic. Although there are differences, both practice the rite of Holy Communion. It's also known as the Eucharist, which is also, you know, the Lord's Supper. Okay, Christian uh, ritual ceremony, Jesus' Last Supper of the disciples like the eucharist from the greek eucharistia it means thanksgiving okay so that's the one where you have you know you have the the wafer you have the wine and the wafer is the body of christ and the wine is the blood of christ and it has to be consecrated and that makes it magical it's a magical practice okay and that magically converts that into the actual body of uh, jesus that's what the eucharist means that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to magically transform so you have it in you okay right mm-hmm. so we, that's that's what it is okay so so that okay so let's just look at that because i've always found that strange as a child that you isn't that cannibalism right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right I would say this really quick in there because I talk about this all the time with people who are transitioning or some people not even transitioning, but they just don't understand the notion of doing sacrifices as we do in African spiritual systems. And I'm like, okay, but you're okay with doing what they call, you know, communal have you where you are, you know, simulating eating the body of Christ and you know, drinking his blood. Do you not realize that you're simulating a a human sacrifice, no less, or not even an animal sacrifice here? And in that process, you are actually the one that's consuming the sacrifice. And it's the same concept, even though you may not be physically doing it, but do understand that you're 
participating in a sacrificial ritual every time you do something like that. But I just wanted to say that real quick to make a point about how we see all of these dynamics interwoven into what we do, but then it's it's separated based on what indigenous or the original people groups did prior to what we have today in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and other Abrahamic systems. Amen. Talk to him, sister. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> No, I'm talking about this is why this is see i've said it at the beginning i've said it twice now so we can prove it this is why i want you to tell me about that stuff because you're just gonna tell me how it is aren't you do you know what i'm saying and it's mm-hmm. like this is why the, the the regular folk need to talk about it this is important this is why the it regular is. folk gotta do it and and we'll find out as well why doing the rest of this when we hit the punchline it just it really drives it home so yeah that's true there's all this all kind of stuff there's a lot of, so many people out there see man magic's not real right and and then and then they're, they're trying to wish bad stuff onto like political candidates that they don't want to get voted in right so they're, they're doing all kinds of magic they're doing sympathetic magic with symbols and the banners with the protesting you know what i'm saying there's all kinds of stuff there's so much out there do you know what i mean and it's like even the word fascinating is a magical word like to mesmerize to fascinate it's, it's all over our language in fact mm-hmm. I, in fact i say this a lot recently now it's hit me but it is one to get your scientists with right if you're really in, if you're really in trouble and you've got some you know you've got some person that's really arrogant or they're really pushing something they're a science person right give them this give them this tell them that uh <laughs> The science, right? Look, science, yeah, will say that magic's not real, and they even have a slur, and so it's magical thinking, right? Yeah. If you mm-hmm. ever get one of them people coming at you, just tell them what's the most studied thing in all of science, all through history of Western science. When is it? And they'll give you, they'll think of something, they'll give you some ology, won't they? Yeah, they'll get something. They'll get something. Oh, oh, cardio, oh, you know, biology. Oh, yeah. And you know what it is? By far, by far, the biggest body of knowledge of all the things studied in science is magic. Magic. Everyone is dogs written a book on magic. There was even a guy that spent five years writing a gigantic book on magic filled with grimoires. And at the very front of the book, he says, Despite spending five years in my entire life writing this book, I absolutely don't believe in magic. Right? <laughs> you know? So what was the purpose in him writing the book then? Exactly. No one did no one dare say it. This is the thing. No one dare say it. Everybody's studying the hell out of it. No one dare say it. And the and the, even the critics will study it and say the first thing you'll find out about studying magic is a load of old rubbish. And then you'll find out it's a load of old rubbish, but somehow it seems to work. Right? That's the thing. That's the thing. And this is where they're struggling. And the reason why they're struggling this is what this is about. So we'll get to it. I'll get to it. Right. So let me just uh, continue reading this paragraph and we'll get to this. Uh, this what is it? What's the fear? Okay. Because if it's not real, like you're just saying, if it's not real, why are you why are you worrying about it? Why do you care? <laughs> What's the problem? You know what I'm saying. Like I I say this all the time. You know, especially with 
coming from a perspective of indigenous practices or what have you, where these practices were taken away from the people groups who were originally doing them. And I'm like, if these things were so, you know, useless, why was somebody worrying about the people groups practicing them if they if they had no point if they were not helpful or beneficial to the people even more so if they were harmful to the people because if you come and your goal is to enslave a people group or take over them in whatever way then you're not going to be so concerned about things that are going to hurt them because you're hurting them nevertheless right so you're not going to be so focused on those types of things you're going to be focused on anything that actually benefits them and that's what you want to take away from them because you don't you don't want something that is going to help them to be able to conquer you so that's why you would take away those tools that are beneficial and then replace it with something that is inferior i.e jesus you know, so that that way that people group has no power left. But just wanted to make that quick point. Yes, this is very poignant, very uh, profound point. That's absolutely the thing. And that's that point is the reason. That's why. This is why it is. And it's like I say, uh, big up JC, by the way. I wonder if that guy was a real figure or not. I think he probably, right. I think that guy was a real figure. Probably. But it was there's probably lots of figures like that, right? I think, and I all think also I think that particular guy that's a massive Kansas City shuffle. That is, I think that was there was a bait and switch that went on. Do you know, just, do you know what I'm saying? I, I think that guy just on a side note was switched up with somebody else, and that's why Paul says I I don't know this man personally I think that literally happened and so then when somebody sees him a bit later trying to escape they think he's come back and it's not that it's that he's followed the stuff here's a guy that got I don't know some cosmic booster the Christ force or whatever goes for him for a bit he manages to ascend John saying I think that's what it is I don't know it's all about that magic's real straight up tons of evidence of it this i tried to write a magic show and i haven't done it yet because there's so much evidence do you know what i'm saying it was ludicrous i can't write it you know what i'm saying it's too much because magic's totally real right and that's why they tell you it's not and here's how it works then until right both the presbyterian and the catholic church as late as the 18th century were still advocating right and pursuing horrific deaths of people by burning heretics at the state particularly those accused of witchcraft right there's people today still be africa still being accused of witchcraft and not just africa southeast asia ton, loads loads of it right especially if you're an elderly woman mm-hmm. oh you're in big trouble there right but you'll notice that the heretics being burned at the stake in the spanish inquisition the roman inquisition the portuguese inquisition all women all daughters not one father and son what was was what's that all about would you are them witches safe right what's going on that doesn't make sense because if the witches are real and you're really getting them then men can be witches too. We can all learn this, right? So why not the men, right? 
why not the men? I think I made this point before when we first spoke. Why, how? It makes no sense to my mind. How do you do goddess worship since the dawn of man and then just switch it up one day? You know, mm-hmm. you can't help. You can't help but notice that women's bellies grow and then and then a new kid comes out. Mm-hmm. You can't help but notice that. So you know that's important. So you're gonna protect it, and you're built to protect it. So why would you turn? Why it makes absolutely no sense. And this book reveal. This is a listen. This is a 15 hour long audio book, right? Mm. So this it yeah. Is a stupidly heavily referenced, right? But that's because there's so much, and that's because Brian Marescu is a scholar of this stuff, so he had access to be able to go to the libraries, even the Vatican's big secret one, right? It's not where he found the stuff, but he was finding the evidence, and like you say, he was describing his experience of smelling the churches and this that, and the other. He's telling you this is what it takes to get the retrieve the information. It took him years in special access and this, that, and the other. And he only has to go through the books and go to, and then he's finding the one line that says this, the one line that says that. Okay, so the, what the what they've basically done is gone in and said, right, we've got this new, you know, Christianity thing, Jesus, and that. So that's all well and good, but religion's been going since forever. So got these all rival religions. So that was how sales and marketing. That's how we think of it today. It was all a sales and marketing thing. And they did hostile takeovers and and just took out the competition by, you know, the supply and demand tricks. That's how we call it today. So let's go back in history. The most studied thing in all of science has been magic. And the more they've studied it, obviously the more information you get, the more you know it works, the better you get at it. So the timeline will be over the last few centuries people have studied magic and got better at it and found out it works they've then realized that other cultures and other older civilizations have, have already been doing this for a long time mm-hmm. yeah plenty of gurus out there plenty of writings and yogas and meditations so they've mm-hmm. cottoned on to this game right like an, an and they've thought of a way to to like monetize it in a sense or monopolize it that's the word so exactly. they monopolized it monopolized. and this is again why it was other people groups were told that it's demonic because they wanted to have a control over it and the, even with that there's only so much that they can do because the original people still have the most power even going back to your point about females there's a you know whole philosophical structure based around the notion that like even god was once considered to be feminine the the, what we call god or the source energy was once referred to as a female versus a male as we see in the patriarchal society that we currently find ourselves in and women were known as the oracles specifically i'm going to go here with the african women they were known as the sibyls if you ever get a chance or maybe you already done some research on this notion but the sibyls 
were the original oracles and they spoke directly through their gods and their goddesses and the women in these um, cultures were highly revered revered not only by African people groups but also by Roman and Greek people groups because they understood how important they were and most of our biblical texts were actually taken from the oracles of the symbols of course they've been rewritten and you know torn apart and given to given back to us as something completely different than what they originally were but a lot of our technology came from the notion and the knowledge the wisdom and the spiritual information that was retrieved by the sibyls the the group of african women who were chosen and they came from all walks of life so it wasn't just you know this one prototype so to speak of females it could they could have been very wealthy came from all classes of family or they could have came from impoverished classes of family it was just whoever the spirits chose to impart that knowledge and that wisdom onto and these particular group of women were you know set apart they were consecrated for their purpose and again heavily revered in society because we understood their connection to the spirit realm and this is one of the major reasons why women in particular whatever race or ethnicity that we come from have been put you know made to be put in an inferior position in our society and in today's world because of our power like you said like we you know have babies the, the, the fact that we bring forth life like should tell the world so much that you know we should not be at the bottom of society since we are the the givers of life everything that goes on with the child once is implanted inside of a woman is determined by that female the male has no other part in their process thereafter the, the seed grows in the woman and so what she eats and what she thinks and what she does will impact the very life of that child before it even comes into the earth so that's so much power inherent in that notion by itself this is one of the reasons why you know in order for men to have power they had to reverse the script to make us feel like we were less than or inferior as women. Likewise, the same dynamic applied to African people groups because it was actually African women who held that knowledge initially. So I just wanted to interject again to make a quick point. Yeah, that's, I love that. I was loving that. I was practically sitting back. Like, my, yeah, I was, uh, oh man, it's, it stirs me that does because you're so right it's so right and also it's like well i think about like the genetics and mitochondrial and stuff because you know what the mother's mitochondrial that mitochondrial dna from a mother passes down all the way through mm-hmm. at the original all the way through right and now we've got um modern you know neurology and biology studies into epigenetics and genetic memories and experiences and stuff okay and then we've got um, in in Hinduism, we've got this concept of akasha, and how things will be recorded, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. even in Christianity, we go, oh, God's watching or whatever, and it's like, hang on, well, yeah, there's a mind realm to you know get to, and a magic stuff. There's a mind realm. There is, you know, you go to it when you dream. You spend a lot of time there, and okay, okay, if you don't want to call that a, another uh, reality, well, you get near death experiences, now to body experiences and you can train to do it anybody can train to have an out-of-body experience 
And I know a guy that did it. He spent years trying to do it, giving up. Every time he'd sit up on his sofa thinking he's failed. And one day he saw his body and it inspired him to do a podcast and it ended up into a radio network. And it's like, it worked. And I tried it with uh, scientific remote viewing, seeing things from a distance, just using your mind. And it works. If you train it, this stuff actually works. I, I, I don't mind telling you, I never did it again because it worked. It worked. Mm-hmm. And then I thought from that point forward, <laughs> serious, from that, I, I got thinking of that Spider-Man thing with power comes great responsibility. And I'm thinking, thinking implications. If you mm-hmm. can see across time and space, no limit, and look at anything you want. Guess what? You can you can verify, you can fact check anything you like in history if you're prepared mm-hmm. to put in the work, like going to the gym. And you know what? For that man of power, that's not much work. You understand? It's so very- we, you know, so think about that. I want your listeners to really think about that. That's not a lot of work for that man of power, and that's only one thing you know about. And the Hindus talk about cedars. We've all got these supernatural powers. That are an unknown force. You don't really know what they are, but you can learn them. Mm-hmm. And guess what else we can do? At least one person in history is teleported. Gil Perez. It's in Wikipedia. Gil Perez. It's in history because that's in the Catholic records. Because that guy was a soldier. Some cardinal gets killed. He's running to go and shut the gates and that with the other soldiers. Runs around a balcony. Ends up thousands of miles away. They arrest him because he's in a wrong, the wrong soldier uniform. Months later, a priest turns up and says, oh, you know, the cardinal's been killed. And they was like, yeah, well, this guy said that, but we didn't believe him. So they're going to take him to the prisoner. And it's like, oh, yeah, we know this guy. He went missing. So it's in record. So they took him back home on the ship, thousands of miles away. So it's at least one person, and get this, talking about a Spanish Inquisition. There was one man that they were sent to, accused of being a witch. To one case, Arthur Joseph, if he got sainted in the end, Saint Joseph of Copertino, because they had reports that he could fly. And he's like, Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you. He flew in front of him. That guy flew dozens and dozens of times. They had to stop him doing sermons. He was levitating in front of people doing his sermons. He had to keep moving him from village to village, making the church look bad. Seven years he was doing that. Spanish Inquisition, you would know what they do to people. They, they, they got one for real. This guy's flying. So what happened to him? Let him off with a warning. Let him off with a cowards. You know what I'm saying? All that, you know what I'm saying? All that burning, all that slaughter. People aren't stupid. They must have realized that was some political BS. But then suddenly they find a guy that really can fly. You know what I'm saying? And that guy gave somebody his sight back as well. After telling him he's going to go blind if he keeps having his affair. So he maybe can take people's sight. And one time, somebody, there was some construction guys trying to put an iron cross on a church roof and they're struggling. So he flies up in the air and effortlessly puts it in place. It's in Wikipedia. You know, there's a book about him, the man, the, the man who could fly, the flying friar. So there's a guy in history that could fly. There's a guy in history that could teleport. You can learn scientific remote viewing to right now. And that's been proven by the Stanford Research Institute since the 70s. And this is the thing, folks. Magic's for real. 
So you, you've got responsibility for your thoughts. That's yeah. why in the modern world, there's a battle to grab your attention. And that exactly, I was going to say that too early when you were talking about that. There's so many distractions going on because, as you mentioned, it's so easy to access this power, but we don't do it in today's world because we're so fixed on social media and other things, you know, even problems. I'm not even going to say just, you know, people focusing on social media, but if you put a people group in extreme poverty, then their focus becomes on trying to survive and not on the spiritual work and the other other um, things that they can access but all of the things that you're mentioning about teleportation and people flying and having outer body experiences these things literally go on every single day within African cultures around the world especially where you find the more indigenous people residing not in the city areas because they unfortunately become subjected to westernized religion or what have you but those dynamics are, are not anything like phenomenal because they are just day-to-day regular occurrences among some people groups and plus they're not done in a space to you know be sensational it's not about in entertainment those things are done for a specific purpose in order to interact with the spirit realm so we don't you know, have that attention being focused on those phenomena because the people groups who know how to interact at that level with spirit are not doing it just for money or for attention or any of those dynamics. So they lay low, right? It's, it's done so, you know, that spiritual communication can come through as it needs to versus, you know, being a prop on a television show or something just for people to be entertained or just to get a bunch of views or something like that but all of those dynamics are still absolutely taking place in today's world it's just that we're not exposed to them on a day-to-day basis we're only exposed to what they want us to see because they don't want us to access this power but i'm going to take a break real quick liam and when we come back we'll dig more into this topic So we are back talking to Liam from Exiled Minds Podcast about ancient African technology. So Liam, I forgot to ask you at the top of the session, you know, where are you from? What's your background and what got you interested in this particular topic? That's that's a great question. Uh, Yeah. Thank you um, for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, so what? What it is for me, I think um, I've always been looking outside of the box. I come from a, a bit of a, like, I suppose we all come from dysfunctional families these days. But was, there was some difficult stuff for me growing up, which led me to be, I wouldn't say obsessed, but be keen on a sense of like justice and asking questions and doubting, you know, authority figures, so to speak. So it's like I've, I've always been a bit of a, a bit of a seeker, but I've had a couple of um, like what I can only describe as paranormal experiences in my life that have like just just been undeniable really some of them and then almost now in hindsight almost seem like easter eggs or training and then I discover these sort of a, a few scientific things because I'm very analytical and science minded and it just just kind of wrote itself you know and I think um the big 
trigger for me that led me into sort of looking into the paranormal and asking the questions of you know who are we where do we come from what are we that sort of stuff i think that actually came through trauma like so many things do i think trauma is such a great teacher and dichotomy it really gets you thinking and if you do the work and look at yourself do you find answers with things and find out the world's kind of as say again more magical than you realize because it literally is you know it's just a, a, a strange sort of thing but like I say so a few paranormal experiences and I'll tell you I'll tell you a secret I really like you I'm, I feel affinity with you so I tell you a little quote unquote secret I've actually it's a long story I've actually witnessed I know you won't believe me don't expect you to but I've witnessed a rainbow coming out of my hands do you know what I'm saying? Literally, like arcing from one hand to the other. Do you, do you know what I mean? And by the feel of things, but that is like, you know what I'm saying? And I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't tend to hallucinate. Do you know what I mean? And I think it, and in my study of magic, I've also discovered that there is a kind of belief element to things. It's because you can, you can turn a blind eye to stuff, literally. And if you haven't got the concept of sailing ships, then you don't see the ships right like mm-hmm. the conquistadors and the aztecs a lot of them couldn't see the ships there's hmm. never thought of that you know it's so much that you just said in there because that's what happens every day it's like things are right with people's eyes but because they've been taught or brainwashed i should say into one way of thinking they're not seeing right what's right for them or you know like they just can't put together the pieces of the puzzle because they just are you know it's asleep so to speak and what you just said you know about you saw the rainbow coming out of your hand like that doesn't surprise me at all it, it is not unbelievable to me i've seen some some things that at this point is not even a big deal to me at one point in my life it, it was because i wasn't exposed to those things growing up but nowadays like nothing really shocks or surprises me you're talking about a rainbow and uh, in the tradition of Ifa, the rainbow is represented by the um the orisha oshumori so you know why should it be surprising that you would see this phenomenon within your own body because the orishas live within us so it's not for me uncommon now for other people you know it may be a little bit hard for them to bear or, or understand but what it just told me is that that energy was residing in you heavily at that time for whatever reason. I don't know what you were doing, but it's not so extraordinary, you know, and in the life of somebody who sees these things on a day to day basis. But what um, so I know you and I have had a conversation before about you wanting to kind of transition to the U.S. So where are you based at present and how has that shaped the dynamic of what you're studying and kind of how you live? Because I want to get the context from somebody who is outside of um, the U.S., I should say, because it can look different when you go in other parts of the world. Mm, yeah, and, and and I noticed uh, doing my little stalkery looking you up. I noticed that you've uh, you're really well travelled, aren't you? you know, yeah. So I'm glad you brought up that question as well because I'm particularly not well travelled. I live in a uh, UK in England in uh, the East Midlands uh, in a place called Nottingham, famous for Robin Hood. Okay. okay. So 
that's I've grown up just you know, that's a few miles from Nottingham Castle, like where I was growing up, lived quite high up. So you used to be able to see a place called Wollerton Hall, which is a bit of an estate of a kind of mansion there that was a, a rich family used to have it and they left it to the council, which is like the state, for people to have as a park. And it's got deer that kind of live there, but they own it. The deer own the thing. They're not allowed to sell it or do anything. So it's like a really nice park. And it was the same um, in one of the Batman films when Bruce Wayne's man has been sort of burnt down in the next film. The, you know, the, the feature, the sort of Wollerton Park near me. So that was a little uh, claim to fame there. But the point I'm making is that I've not really moved around. I've been kind of stuck in one place with a lot of sort of learned helplessness growing up, you know. So it's, it's been a lot of energy. And I think, um, I think as a result, I don't know if it's, I don't know how mental health conditions work in ADHD and this, that, whether they're nature or nurture, but I think my experiences have helped cause me my brain to have to rewire in a little bit of an adhd way and i suffer with complex post-traumatic stress disorder so uh obviously you know you know ptsd when that's bad it's really no joke but there's a not so bad side to it that i have a lot of kind of flashback situations with a lot of things so i, I tend to have a good memory for detail you know what i'm saying so it's, it's so I think I'm, it's just naturally caused me to want to research because I've not really travelled much, because I've you know probably by accident people not realising growing up I've been quite controlled. My mum had BPD, so it's just you know it's one of the mental health conditions that can be quite controlling for people. So it's um, yeah. So I think BPD, borderline personality disorder, stroke, bipolar disorder. Okay. And so, personality disorder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. So the key thing there is that there can be a narrative that's not accurate. So you're learning. So I was kind of learning two narratives all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like. So I don't know if that's actually the thing of like maybe it just changes the way you think. But for me, it's kind of been useful. Do you know what I'm saying? And also, I grew up with uh, older sisters. I'm like the youngest. So I, I didn't, you know, I mean, I didn't, I've never been a, like a masculine, have a fight kind of thing, but I'm still male. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, I feel like I'm relatively balanced. And do you know what I mean? So I think I'm just kind of spent most of my life just wanting answers about stuff. And the thing is, like about this, we mentioned with magic and, and a certain belief stuff. I think I've had to treat reality like I'll just accept what I see. Because I've got these two narratives going on, and I think that's really done me some favours. Because I tell you what, if you seek this stuff, you start finding answers. And I'm so well known for just finding things on the street that somebody wants, and it just happens all the time. It's freaky. I remember I proved it. I wasn't trying to prove it. We'll get back to that. You shouldn't try and prove this stuff. You know, there was a Buddhist guy once that was starting to learn Rainbow Body in the seventies, and he let people take pictures, and then he couldn't do it after that. You know, there's a mechanism for it. But yeah, I just, I just, you know, just remember these things. And yeah, stuff happens, man. And it's and I think that knowing that this stuff happens and then getting older and being able to sort of see some science back in behind it, I think now, especially now, is a good time to for people to just start saying it. You know, just who cares? You know, used to get labeled crazy or 
whatever but i think these days it's important i think there's a shift in the world i mm-hmm. think it's time yeah you just you said so much because you know a lot of the what we call mental health problems is actually people waking up right to to oh, reality yeah. and coming back into themselves and you know i talk about this concept a lot too there because we've been disconnected from our spiritual heritage for so long some people are actually suffering from mental health conditions because they need to be connected with their spirits and they just don't understand that reality i see it all the time when i'm out i i can see that you know the certain individuals are not properly connected with their spiritual team and as a result they are suffering problems schizophrenia autism and you know bipolar as you mentioned on and on and on and on and on to where the people are not even functional in society as they should be and there are also phenomena going on in the background where people are waking up and they're starting to say things and they're starting to see things so they're like what you said you know you see this rainbow coming out where you express that to certain people they're automatically going to deem you as mentally ill versus trying to figure out what's going on with you spiritually because this is the society that we live in nowadays is everything that happens is automatically attributed to something that can be studied, something that can be put in a box, something scientific. We moved away from that notion of um, looking at things from a spiritual context in the in the Western world. You know, in the what do you want to call it? Civilization, if you want to call it that. I don't call it that, but that's what you know the popular society would deem it as. Versus when we do go back to what we're talking about right now with the ancient technologies we our first resort would be to have looked at it from a spiritual perspective like oh something is going on with this person let me check and see what's you know if this is spiritual if this is physical or a combination of both and thereafter we need to resolve this issue but not just lock somebody up or you know load them up with psychotropics or something like that yeah that's that's another thing i'm glad you've made that point because that, that's one of the it's you know you get those things that grate on you to make your blood boil a bit that's one of mine because the, the oh especially being in britain because we've got this thing called the national health service and from an out from the outside looking in you mentioned you know an outsider's perspective so let's flip it the other way from the outside looking in having a national health service where a portion of your income tax is you know peeled off to go into a pot to make sure you can always get basic health care that sounds great doesn't it that sounds brilliant but we've got terrible mm-hmm. health care in this country bad health care we've got such bad health care we've got an international reputation in britain for having bad teeth right mm. it's a pop culture thing and it's because it's true it's the way the dent- dental's basic here, and it's not really included in the national health. You know, our health services have been about skimming off the top for decades, right? And when it comes to mental health in particular, that service is particularly bad. And our staff try, you know, everyone's doing the best, but the way it's set up and the way the training's done it makes it very faceless. And the bedside manner used to be the key thing, the personage, the uh, person, you know, uh, having an affinity of person caring about it. it it was like treated like you know the customer's always right the customer the customer yeah person-centered like it should be 
So it always used to be very person-centered and it became like business-like skimming off the top, skimming off the top to the point where you've, we've got a worse service than 50 years ago, literally, right? And mental health, lip service, lip service. And, the, and it, I don't know if it's in other countries, but in this country, it's all about sedate them. First thing, sedate it. Now, like you say, brilliant point. This is why I'm driving it through. If you're going through a process, it needs to be completed. If you're going for a spiritual process, an opening up process, whatever, sometimes, like I say, the worst thing you can do is stop it. And then people mm-hmm. get, can get sedated and get stuck in that process. And then they'll keep getting sedated because they're stuck, because they've not returned to quote-unquote normal, because we're assuming this. And I've noticed as well that um, the questions, the questions are always the same. So it's a script. And then one of the first questions, if not the number one question is, do you believe you have powers? I find that odd. I mean, I'm very odd. And now in the context of magic's real and we can prove it. Dean Radin, PhD, has got a book called Real Magic. Read it, get it, it's the stuff's all there. Okay, mm-hmm. we can prove this stuff. So if magic's real, and Hindu seeders are, t- uh, the Hindus are telling you about these supernatural powers we've got, then why? Oh, the mental health services then seem to be asking people why. It seems like they're looking for people who are exhibiting these things. Mm. Right? Mm. Right? That's like, that's what I thought. Mm. And then, of course, of course, you would, wouldn't you? You would, wouldn't you? You don't want a planet full of ascended masters running around because they're not going to pay taxes. Are they? There you go. There you go. Even what you said, when you make that statement, it reminded me of the, the movie series X-Men, right? How I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but it's the same dynamic there where in the movie, the authorities are constantly looking for, you know, these, these people who have these extra powers because they want to take them and, you know, either destroy their powers or utilize their powers for their own purpose. So they're constantly evaluating people to see, well, do you have powers? And if you have powers, you know, what can we do? Even though, you know, it's fictional from the perspective of yes it's a movie but most of the movies are actually depicting what's going on in day-to-day society they just making it to like a fantasy as you mentioned before so that people don't catch on to the reality that's actually going on behind the scenes so yeah 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 and also there's that adage of a form follows functions like the form of something has to be that way because what it functions for and it's like yeah these what that means to movies is that a lot of these movies that the sci-fi movies right sci-fi writings of futurists imagining what technology is coming next because they've done the reading on what technology is coming next so when we see these sci-fi technologies that, that that's an advert do you know what I'm saying? That's an advertisement for the next technologies that are coming. So you see these, uh, you know, Marvel films. Tony Stark's got the uh, holographic projector things that are pretty cool. They're getting pop. They're in a lot of the films now. These holographic, mm-hmm. or it sees it. Yeah, that's because that's been around since the eighties. Mm-hmm. The eighties. I know 3D television has definitely been around since the eighties because I've seen it. I've seen it myself. I remember. See, I got a memory. Is another thing your history. We talk about history and tearing down statues and getting rid of stuff, wiping stuff out, getting rid of burning books, getting rid of the witches that hold the knowledge, right? This 
it's you know that's what it's all about it's about book burning and pulling back this knowledge but i remember we've got memories and i remember when i was a kid remember i got memory memory for detail when i was a kid there was a tv show called tomorrow's world it was literally about the future technologies on the way that are in development now and in 1987 88 or 1989 there was a show on i remember the guy he's in a lab and he's saying look here's the 3d television like a white machine like a white block with a corner cross-section cut out and it's black on the inside and it's got these like projectors in there and it's showing you a very basic uh, cube polygon and he's explaining you've got a 2d television so you're not going to be able to see that it's 3d but i can assure you i can kind of look around it and it's good right so this is the the late 80s right and silicon chip is blowing up right and the moore's law the memory is being able to double the transistors every year so computers are getting twice as fast every year or two right so that's the late 80s come the 90s there's unconfirmed reports that george lucas and the likes and um uh, steven spielberg invited to an auditorium invited to one of these expo things about the the future of television so they go into an auditorium and had this uh, german sounding guy come in telling them about the history of television for three hours and he's walking among the audience talking about it and all these like movie executives and tv producers are getting a bit annoyed that they've you know they're hearing this crap they already know about for three hours and they want to know what this future technology is and then the presenter ends wraps up his talk and then just vanishes in front of them turns out this guy walking around everybody was a holographic projection that looks solid and we're talking in the 90s you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we got greens i tried green screens of bedsheet in my own living room and it is it's amazing amazing it works it's, it works you can do it at home you know what i'm saying you can fake video at home in your bedroom Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? This is what I'm talking about. People don't realize this. I love like in the, you know what I mean? But I love that you just said that because it is so much going on out here that people do need to be aware of. All the stuff that we see is not real. And there are a lot of things that people can do to present things in a way that even mimics our magic because that's part of the conversation here. Like we can enact real magic, humans in general. I'm not just talking about a specific set of humans, but if you tap into that spiritual aspect of yourself, you can grab a hold of that notion and have that power. But what we are seeing more so today is that, you know, they're using technological aids in order to reproduce some really natural, purely natural phenomenon that we deem as magic. So Darian, you do have to be careful, guys, because there is so much going on out here and everything that you see is is not what it necessarily seems to be. So definitely be careful. And thank you for making that point there, Liam. Well, thank you too. And we'll thank, uh, I'm sure Graham Hancock will thank you because he echoes this in his foreword for this book. And it was, even though he was saying Arrow became an atheist and, and it, you know, God's an unproven hypothesis, hypothesis, he's saying that certain experiences like these psychedelic, it was encouraged to do psychedelic experience off the back of a book. 
another book i'll get a mention in a sec but basically he quotes that and says yeah he's now been persuaded that there are other realities that coexist with ours that key point exert influence upon us and they go unseen and unrecognized by modern technological societies so let's just recap that modern technological societies aren't detecting these other realms that coexist with us and these other realms influence us okay these other realms influence us so we should know about them right if magic's real that means magic can be done in both directions and then let me tell you now absolutely if anyone knows about this and if anyone's practicing this hardcore style it's absolutely totally going to be your military and your government they're the number one people that's going to definitely know about this the reason is they've got the money they've got the research grant fund money infinite checkbook that's where all the technologies all the latest discoveries come from the person with the big wallet so I DARPA's inventing so many brilliant things because they've got the funding. You need the funding. Yeah. So if this they, stuff's real, to know it is, like, they definitely know. They, I was going to say, too, they likewise have the, the power, right? Even beyond the money, they have the power to control who does what. So even if a lay person wants to go out and do some of the research, you're going to come into a lot of roadblocks because the you know powers that be control those aspects of our society for now for now the shift is coming though yeah for now and then and then so there, there it then seems oh well if they can do it then oh no maybe they're just too good so they want us to believe that oh maybe they, oh no what can you do yeah the thing is we've got free will they need you to take part in giving up do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they need learned helplessness you can't you can't just you can't do magic and just like influence other people and everything's tickety-boo isn't it uh-uh, uh-uh. it's not because everything's connected everything's connected quantum entanglement everything's connected everything's energetic everything's consciousness and it's like you say about um seeing the world as it is it's been proven now by the neuroscientists are the only type of science that are able they're studying consciousness right and, and that's a scientifically credible thing, neuroscience. So they've discovered, they're discovering now that when they run models, computer models, to see, you know, how nature grows things, they try to find out about the sensors on animals. Would nature create sensors that would show you the world as it is, for real, exactly as it really is? And they ran model after model after model, and they just nature just will never produce animals that that can see the world as it really is it always it always produces a sensory system that shows an illusory world and they're saying well that's because it's just too much data to process if you could see all of everything that it just can't function so it's got to narrow your perspective so that you can function you know what i'm saying so we're, 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 so there's all these other stuff going on. It's like we're only tuned into one radio station, and there's all these other radio stations, um, and the the kinds of psychedelic practices and psychedelic sacred plants that were sought after by shamans to have these ecstatic trance-like states. They're the states where Paleolithic cave paintings are coming from, and they're the same. It's strikingly similar 
that they're the same depictions of cave paintings as people depicting, uh, you know, the psychedelic experiences. You know what I'm saying? They're the same things, right? Mm -hmm. They're the same things. And so we've got, and we've got evidence of like brewing, graveyard brewing from Paleolithic times. People think these days that, you know, you need these high temperatures to be able to, you know, do these processes, turn hops and barley and stuff into beer. It's like, but the high temperature stuff's coming like, it's modern stuff. They've found evidence of brewing happening as far back as like, you know, 9,000, 9,500 BC. And so primitive beer called because you can, you've got enough microbiome just on your hands to get the process started. Just that water. Okay. And then that's when you're getting into, in nature, there's uh, chemicals known as alkaloids that interfere with the nervous system. You know, and barley can get infected with a fungus called ergot. And ergot contains lysergic acid, LSD. Right? So then, so we've got plenty of evidence, anthropologic evidence that we've been creating psychedelic brews for a long time. Yeah? And then later on, we start creating wines and we start labeling certain wines as quote unquote fortified wines. Right? And that starts coming in and what and this is coming back to where we sort of started in the beginning the catholic church this is what's happened the fortified wines have come along they refine these brews they've then said come over to this this religion but they're not buying it as they're, they're taking it because you know there's some good stuff in there whatever and things are happening the funky stuff is definitely happening in them days definitely weird stuff going on Right, so some people are not attracting enough people to the religion because they're asking you to just believe something and everybody else has got the sacred sacraments where you can have direct communion. So what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to find the recipe, get a recipe for it. You're going to take everybody else's recipes out and the way it, the, what it look, that picture looks like is you have to start demonizing other cultures. Right, which inevitably, in my mind, leads to the concept of racism. Inevitably, because you've got to demonize the culture to get rid of the sacrament. So then, you got to then, once you can start demonizing other cultures and eliminating all the competition, you've then got to get the people who still know the recipes. Took out the brewing factories, now you've got to get the people with the knowledge. And that was always women. And even in the Christian era, and even doing that, the, the people, the Christianities that were doing the best and converting people were the ones being doing people's homes, where they're doing ceremonies in people's homes, where the women have still got the knowledge of the brews and making the brews. So then you got to, that's why they went after the women, because they're, the, they're still doing these um, uh, living room churches. So that had to get eliminated. And the Romans have got to come in. They've got to get rid of all these women because you need to forget the recipes. And there's your fall from heaven. There's your, that's how we've lost our link from quote unquote God because I lost our link from nature. Like you say, the spirits, whatever these things are, who cares what they are, what we label them as? You know, they're there and they're interacting with us. There's other dimensions there. And, they, and we know that there's people in the world that know how to use this stuff. And these people in the world appear, at least, to be the least among us. The worst kinds of people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Psychotic. They look like that. So let's let's assume 
just for a moment that maybe they are psychotic don't you then have a responsibility to save your ass even if it's just selfish reasons you know what i mean it just seems to me like i wouldn't want those people with that power and because we've all got free will then it means there's not many of them really they're very scary but not many of them and there's a lot of us so if we just learn a basic bit of just basic magic or basic bit of just understanding ourselves or, or practice trying to be mindful of doing harmlessness every day that alone and probably just wipe them out wipe out their ability to do it and then we could just do it around you know what i'm saying and that thing about just doing stuff because it's there with no attachment to it not trying to impress people you just you know the blue nun was just she used to teleport and she's not bragging she's never left the country there was another nun i think she was an african nun that used to just kind of float down the path just a few inches off the ground you know just save a walk in that's it because it's old you know it's in her 80s you know i'm just going to levitate gently along the path to go to the thing because she's traveling hundreds of miles you know what i'm saying to go and convert but people it's just showing forth the power that was innately in her you know and that's again going back to my point it's like a lot of the ancient peoples uh, the, the ancient spirits and the forces are actually coming back there in this time even we see this a lot with the the babies that are coming back you see these these uh what they call covid babies like straight out of the womb they're able to lift up their heads and move about and they're just displaying phenomenal advancement right out of the womb and this is one of the reasons behind this is because our ancient ones are coming back to the forefront to lead us to the next level but we as society we are deeming it as something else as we said before like we were talking about you know people maybe that's completely psychotic somebody even homeless no less where you would just dismiss that person and walking by them right because you you see them as nothing because that's what society has said that they are but you have so many people in that space who are very very powerful spiritually and they can do some things and some people some of them are actually undercover those are spirits that are undercover you know even the bible talks about that phenomenon like you know be careful to entertain strangers because therein you may actually be entertaining an angel that phenomenon is absolutely real you could be entertaining a high level spiritual force by um just communing with and interacting properly with I mean, you can interact with them in the wrong way as well. But my point here is that this is why we need to really focus on um, treating everybody well and seeing what kind of knowledge and wisdom that we can pull. Because sometimes we just, again, as a society, we look at people as less than because they don't have a degree or they're not dressed in a certain way or they don't have the right house or the right car, etc. You know, whereas we just don't know who we are actually dealing with because there are so many intricacies in our universe but with that i'm going to take a quick break and liam and i will be back and talk more about this conversation because we're getting some good knowledge going here Eleki bees are a type of spiritual totem commonly worn by devotees of the ifa tradition these sacred charms provide you with protection, guidance, and wisdom. 
Asani Coaching Services offers premium, specially designed ELECI-B sets. These amulets undergo a careful selection and consecration process in which they are ceremoniously blessed by an ephah priest. To learn more about our Ilekki beads, visit asani44.com. That's A-S-A-N-E-E-4-4.com. So we're back with Liam discussing ancient African technologies and so many other topics that we ended up getting into. But Liam had addressed the book, The Immortality Key. And I think I pronounced that wrong in the beginning of the episode. But um, I wanted Liam to dig more into that topic and bring some key points home here before we close up um, this podcast episode. Okay, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, thanks so much for that. So yeah, so basically, I'll, I'll do a quick recap. It's uh, we're ba- we're kind of been going through it and dipping in and out as we go. So the premise of this book is not I don't work for anybody or anything, and I'm not getting money for this. But I just think it's if you're interested in um, if you're interested in your spirituality and sort of working on yourself or you know consciousness or let's say in the kind of paranormal stuff and. You, and you, you're sort of looking for answers on these things. I just think that this this book by Brian Mirescu, The Immortality Key, I just think it it will prove to be, you know, a kind of historical book later on. It's just so well referenced, and and it's the fact that you get to see the journey of this guy and the work he had to do, going to the Vatican and trying to get permission and going through this stuff and just finding the hard evidence this of what we've been talking about today, about you know these um this basically that psychedelics have been used by people since the dawn of man so so this this book is showing us that the church the church doing this for you know probably power reasons shut people down whatever reason they've done it means that they've probably triggered racism they've definitely started the war on women and they've also started the war on drugs Mm -hmm. so the start of war on drugs and make no mistake there's hundreds of millions of bands worth of drugs being shipped around the world every year and guess what the, the intelligence agencies obviously know about some of it it's been well known they're in on it even Barack Obama shipped a load of returning veterans oh, oh we're going to bring the boys back no sent 50,000 more than all the returning ones a lot of them got uh, considered potential domestic terrorists got the guns legal guns taken off of them shipped down to Mexico in the Fast and Furious campaign, fed into the hands of Mexican drug gangs that are on the government payroll, so they can take out the rivals. So it's, a, it's you know what I mean. It's like a ridiculous, massive scam. They've made drugs illegal because people have always taken them. We've even got cannabinoid receptors, which means our brain expects cannabis for some reason, right? They've taken that away from us. That became the human condition, our fall from heaven. And then they went and monetized it behind our back. By making it illegal, it hacks up the prices. And they're the ones helping to produce it. Do you know what I'm saying? So not only have they taken this from, from us, taken our connection with spirit, taken away the sacred plants, done a ton of damage with it, and then gone and made a load of money off the back of it. You know what I'm saying? You see how we talked I mean- about the the cannibalism earlier money britain's money has been turned into polymer money which has got animal fats in so we've kind of even got 
a kind of cannibalism sacrifice thing inside our money in Britain. Wow. Wow. Even what you were saying there when you started talking about, you know, the, the cannabis, the sacred herb, right? So this is something that even like the Rastafarians have held on for, held on to for many, many years that, you know, this was a sacred plant and they revered it and regarded it as such. So it was never looked at within that community as this is just a way for me to just get high and escape the world. They understood how very powerful that plant was. And then likewise did our government, as you mentioned, because that's the reason why they took it from us because they didn't want us to have that power and that knowledge that you can get from it. They monetized it and likewise now they've also um, made it toxic. So what you know you're able to buy legally now, at least in the US, so it's not this way all around the world, but you know, they they came and GMO'd it to death. So what we have now is not even the original sacred herb that was beneficial to our people. Because I would caution anybody nowadays to be careful about what they're putting in these dispensaries because it can't be for all for our good in the way that um, the original plant was. That's a most excellent point there. Yeah, I man, I can uh, I can compound that uh, point with just the fact that the EU in Europe a few years ago they banned the use of natural ingredients in vitamin supplements. What kind of lunacy is that? You know, it's like you can only, only the artificial ones are safe for you because the ones from nature are toxic. Come on, it's like it's proper. It's a full-on inversion, and it's like you say, there's so much sort of deceit. You've got to do your homework. You've got to do your own stuff, and you and we. It's kind of like I keep saying, it's big boy pants time. The stakes are high, but the rewards high too. And now's our time. You know what I'm saying? And we're, what we're really being offered today, so I want to close up with this, is that we're being offered a false enlightenment. We're being offered a false technological enlightenment. And we're being, we've lit, and we're being just told, you know, by business people that have meetings behind closed doors. Oh, you will merge, we we're going to merge man with machine. That's what we're doing. That's a Klaus Schwab quote. We're just going to merge man with machine. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. We're going to deindustrialize the world. You'll all be third world nations, and that's equality. That's what they've said. You know, do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, so don't fall for it. False enlightenment. It's all within. It's all within. No. Absolutely. And indigenous people groups have known this for ages. They still know this. Unfortunately, we are seeing even more push into those areas of the world to try to get people out of, you know, their native way of being this disinformation. And, you know, even to sum up everything that we're talking about here, really, the, the ancient technologies is just dealing with nature, understanding nature, connecting and communing with nature in a way to understand it in order for it, it to benefit us. And this is what African people and other indigenous people groups who ultimately were derived from Africa have been doing for ages on end. But we're looking at certain things as new now. And unfortunately, society has come forth and said, you know, well, what was going on before what you know or you knew about nature and interacting with the world is all false it's all wrong no you need to interact with this artificial dynamic that we are setting forth 
and calling it the real deal as you mentioned with like the, the vitamins you can't use natural constituents and vitamins right it makes no sense but that's the way that things have been turned around and it's very much so imperative for us as a society to get back to the basis to get back to those roots of the ancient technologies that our forefront parents knew about like they could just walk out into nature into um into the wild and pick up plants and flowers and herbs and so forth and they could heal with these things they could commune with these things they could get knowledge and wisdom from the astral realm from the plants even the animals and pretty much any natural element that was available to us but that knowledge and that wisdom and even the concept that that is even available because it's so simple you know people reject that and they want something else in place of it because of all the brainwashing that is taking place in our society so definitely thank you for this conversation liam do you have any closing words that you would like to say well, I can go with this, actually. In one of the Bibles, because loads of them, there's over 40,000 factions of Christianity, but in one of them, somewhere along the way, it says, all of the plants and herbs on this planet are for man to use as he wishes, but do not harm all creatures, great and small. But that first bit tends to get cut. But it's all yours. It's all there. Just don't harm people. But use nature. Nature's pantry. It'll heal you. It will. If you can, you know, do your homework, do your stuff. I'm not a physician. I can't tell you what's going to heal and what's not. But I'm saying I trust nature better than I trust pharmacologists and, and such things, really, even though there's some benefit to it. And in reality, if you check the statistics now, we literally are not living longer. So something's gone wrong. And that's what I think. So do your homework. That's what I say. Absolutely. So, Liam, where can people find you if they want to learn more about this topic and, and more things that you discuss in relation to, you know, all of the spiritual aspects of life? Uh, well, that's well, yeah. And I've got a, a YouTube. It's just type Exiled Minds podcast. Uh, yeah, you can contact me on uh, Exiled Minds and gmx.co.uk. I'm also sometimes uh, I call in a lot, actually, on a uh, a radio station called The Fringe and a show called Troubled Minds Radio and another one called uh, Lighting the Void with Joe Root. So that's where you'll find me. Okay, perfect. And we'll grab your link so that we can put them in the description box so people can click on it and easily navigate to your um, your page, your, your YouTube channel, as you mentioned. So thanks again for being a guest. It was a very enlightening conversation. I hope it's been helpful for you all who are listening out there. Um, with that, I am going to go ahead and close up. Liam, I'm going to let you close first. Okay, so yeah, thanks very much. And I want to give a final shout out for links and promotion stuff to the Wisdom. So app you can get on your phone, just random conversations where we met. So shouts out to the Wisdom app. It's a great place to sort of just have these kinds of conversations or random conversations with random people around the world. So we just get to sort, sort this out ourselves. We don't need the television. Let's get back into the park and sort it out ourselves. We'll do a better job. Absolutely. And definitely, guys, check out the Wisdom app because Liam and I both are on there. And as I always say, Ashe, please have a very blessed and beautiful day and beyond. <laughs>